legends, myths, ghosts, the paranormal, all these and more, exploring into the night, welcome. Welcome back my ghoul seeking, witch loving, ghost sing friends to episode 29 of your favorite spookcast, exploring into the night. I am your host, Galileo. This week, we have our new format due to heavy workloads. We will now be uploading and recording the podcast on Sundays from now on. Remember that we also have a craft brewery and business has picked up as COVID-19 restrictions have started to ease off and we need to manage our time in a more appropriate manner. But that doesn't mean that the content will be less scary or shorter just today. It will only be moved from one day to another. This way you can also enjoy our legends and stories during a during an awesome lazy Sunday afternoon. Today's stories have been sent to us by Beth. They're from North Carolina. The first story is called the Brown Mountain Lights. The Brown Mountain Lights were first spotted by Native Americans and they have been at the center of great debate ever since. The strange unexplained lights appear after sunset and they rise above the mountain peak and usually change size, shape and color. The US Geological Survey has dismissed the phenomenon as marsh grass despite the fact that there are no known marshes in the area. There have been various different suggestions made to explain the lights including everything from ghosts to aliens. In terms of ghostly explanations there are two main stories that are often put forward. The first suggests that the lights are Native American maidens who are searching for their lost warriors who have died in the great battle between the Cherokee and the Catawba tribes. The other tale suggests that the light is actually a lantern carried by a slave who is searching the mountain for his lost master, an explorer who went missing in the mountain. Cool, he be one of the lights can now be seen from so far. Who knows? But it would be very interesting to know. But how could the lights be seen from far away? The next story is called The Devil's Tramping Ground. Just about 50 miles outside of Greensboro, you will find an area known as the Devil's Tramping Ground. As the name suggests, it is said to be the place where the devil himself manifests and goes to wreak havoc on earth. In over a century nothing has been able to grow in this 40-foot circle said to be the worm into the ground from the devil pacing in a circle each night, each night while pondering what sort of mischief he can get, he can get into. There have been reports of animal carcasses surrounding the path that leads to the spot. It is also said that if you place an item in the circle, it will have vanished by the following morning. 
But the question is, why does he stay there? Or is it just a pathway and he goes in and out of the underworld as if it were his front door? With the devil, you never know. The third story of tonight is called Old Davis Hospital. Just like the one the ones we have spoken of before. Same name, different hospital. Hospitals are always a hot spot for paranormal activity, and Davis Hospital in Statesville is certainly no exception. It was once a fully functional hospital that operated for around six decades, but now it stands empty and earned a reputation of being one of the most haunted abandoned places in North Carolina. Visitors say that even the hottest, on the hottest day, at the height of summer, the interior of the old Davis Hospital is unnaturally cold. It is also cloaked in an overriding feeling of despair and dread. One of the most haunted areas of the hospital seems to be the former pediatric ward, where people have heard babies crying and also where people feel a strong malevolent presence. Malevolent presence or not, hospitals are always full of paranormal activity of all sorts. The next story is about the, lar is about the largest private residence in the U.S. I was under the presum presumption that this manor was built by the Rothschild family, but instead it was built by the Vanderbilts, who still own the place. The Biltmore Estate is probably one of the most popular landmarks in that North Carolina, but aside from being a beautiful place to visit, it is also said to be one of the most haunted buildings in North Carolina. The former owner of the state, George Vanderbilt, died in the property in the early 1900s and his death seems to have left a mark in the building. It has been said that the library that in the library, visitors sometimes are able to hear the sound of his wife whispering to him during his final hours. Of course, considering the fact that at 250 rooms, the Biltmore Estate is America's largest home, as you might expect, this is by no means the only haunting in the property. There are also reports of a headless cat wandering around the property at night and people have heard disembodied voices in the swimming pool in the swimming pool room along with splashes and laughing. This seems appropriate given that, that Edith Vanderbilt was so well known for hosting epic pool parties. There have also been reports of a woman's voice, presumably Edith, calling out George's name still looking for him well then i'm thinking that she'll be looking for him for all eternity our next story is the uss north carolina obviously being a battleship it's about to is bound to have at least one death during her time at war one particular place in north carolina that continues to fascinate paranormal investigators is actually the USS North Carolina. Records show that during the Second World War, 
a soldier died in the battleship's washroom during a torpedo strike. He is one of the ghosts that is now set to haunt the ship. However, he is by no means alone. Visitors, staff, and investigators have all confirmed seeing figures in various passageways and portholes around the ship. There, this reminds me a lot of the USS Texas in San Jacinto. The ship saw battle in both world wars and managed to change service for a while after. And you can go visit. Right now, due to COVID, of course, the museum is closed. But you can go to the ship. Um, you can visit the medical ward, the sleeping, the sleeping ward, all the all the equipment. You can go to the deck. You can check the machine guns. It's a pretty, it's it's a pretty cool, pretty cool tour to to see. I highly recommend it. As today we are experimenting with a new day and time, we are cutting the episode short. We will be back next week with a full episode with more stories to tell. It's getting kind of late once more, and that sense it's time to go out and explore into the night once again. Remember, if you have any stories, legends, myths, or personal experiences and would like for us to share them in this podcast, please send them to eitnpodcast at gmail.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter at IntoExploring or just type Exploring Into the Night. If you would like to have a video call and tell us your story in your own words, send us an email and we'll set up the call and you will tell your story in your own words. Talk to you in the next episode. This has been your host, Galileo. Good evening. <laughs>